Nuclear standoff. By the mid-1950s, U.S. leaders had given up on the idea they could use military force to push back communism in Eastern Europe. President Dwight D. Eisenhower, 1953-1961, rejected appeals for U.S. military intervention when the Soviets sent tanks into Hungary in 1956 to crush a revolt against Soviet rule. Rather, U.S. leaders reluctantly accepted the Soviet sphere of influence in Hungary and elsewhere behind the Iron Curtain. A country's sphere of influence is a region or country where another country influences or controls events without the formal authority to do so. These countries were known as the Soviet bloc. How did Soviet nuclear weapons force the United States to rethink national security? Moscow's development of nuclear weapons forced U.S. defense planners to devise a new approach to national security. The U.S. government built up conventional or non-nuclear forces and increased the U.S. military presence in Western Europe to deter Soviet aggression. By 1955, the number of U.S. troops in the region had reached 431,000, and over half the U.S. military budget was for defending Europe. Meanwhile, U.S. policymakers hoped to maintain their head start in the nuclear arms race. In 1947, Truman ordered that the 400 nuclear weapons be ready by 1953. Under Eisenhower, the doctrine of massive retaliation committed the United States to use nuclear weapons in case of a Soviet attack on Western Europe. What was the Cuban Missile Crisis? The arms race almost erupted into nuclear war in October 1962, when the Soviets secretly attempted to install nuclear missiles on the island of Cuba. After discovering Moscow's preparations, President John F. Kennedy, 1961-1963, demanded that the missiles be withdrawn. Kennedy imposed a naval blockade on Cuba and warned the United States would take stronger military action to remove the Soviet installations. Two weeks of tension followed before the Soviets agreed to remove the missiles. How did the Cold War become a global confrontation? As Western Europe recovered from World War II, the primary area of U.S.-Soviet confrontation shifted to Asia, Africa, and Latin America. Vietnam was one of the main areas of conflict. The war the United States waged against communism in Southeast Asia was a continuation of French involvement in the region. The French had been the colonial rulers of Vietnam, Cambodia, and Laos for nearly a century before leaving in defeat in 1954. U.S. policymakers viewed the effort to protect the anti-communist government in South Vietnam as part of the global battle against communist expansion. The United States will pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to ensure the survival and success of liberty. President John F. Kennedy, January 20th, 1961. By the end of the 1960s, George Kennan's original focus on Europe had expanded to the U.S. policy of containing Soviet communism throughout the globe. Opposition to U.S. involvement in Vietnam led many U.S. citizens to reconsider their country's role in the world. 
As domestic opposition to the Vietnam War deepened after 1968, U.S. policymakers increasingly sought to define the limits of U.S. interests. At the same time, large shifts in international relations challenged the United States and its place in the Cold War. In the 1950s and 1960s, Western Europe and Japan had moved quickly to close the economic gap with the United States. Meanwhile, the Soviet Union had nearly caught up to the United States in military power. The Soviets continued to make it clear that they would use force to maintain the communist system in the Soviet bloc. The most notable challenge to Moscow, an emerging reform movement within the Czechoslovak leadership, was smashed in 1968 by Soviet troops. <laughs>